Here we go. Hello, I'm Lise Wilcox, and you're listening to To Call Myself Beloved, the podcast with Lise Wilcox. This is the place to be to find clarity in what you want, confidence in who you are, and the courage to stay true to both. And welcome back to the show. I am so happy that you're here. We are talking about forgiveness today because forgiveness is a powerful drug. I'm going to launch right into it because it's very easy to get very deep with forgiveness. It's something that makes us usually really uncomfortable because it requires and demands of us to be incredibly vulnerable. Forgiveness is a complicated feeling. And once you get a little taste, I almost guarantee that you're going to keep coming back for more. Even if the thought of forgiving someone right now makes you want to throw up, actually, especially if the thought of forgiving someone right now makes you want to throw up, then this podcast is for you. It's one of those things that is hard and icky until it isn't. And once you learn to forgive, I promise you will find peace. So buckle up, buttercup, because we're about to put the issues in tissues. One of my greatest strengths is also one of my greatest weaknesses. And please pardon the Michael Scott-ism there, but it is really true. I am very good at seeing the very best in people. I am really good at giving people another chance. Um, I appreciate so deeply that we are all just painfully human. And a part of that human experience is to really make mistakes and we learn from them. Isn't there a, off the top of my head, isn't there a Shakespeare quote to err as human, to forgive as divine? Um, I'm going to have to look that up or maybe you can and just send me a note to see if I'm right on Shakespeare. I like to test my cerebral abilities every now and then. We make mistakes. And once you've had the uh, illusion of your own perfection fractured, I think you become a much more forgiving person in general because you become so much more aware that, hey, if you can make mistakes and then be able to move on from them, oof, it's entirely possible that everybody else is, pos- is capable of making mistakes and moving on from those. It doesn't make it easy. It doesn't make it pleasurable. It doesn't make it comfortable, but that doesn't make it a bad thing. Somewhere along the line in, our, in the story of our lives, we learned that we're either supposed to forgive or forget, that it's black or it's white. It's either or, it's binary. But it's not that simple because forgiveness is, more than anything else, a process of release. It's the process of releasing old shit that you've been hanging on to for a very long time. To forgive is to effectively stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for a mistake they made or a flaw they have. And that, at first blush, is a very big ask. Why? Because often those flaws of others, the mistakes they've made, have had an adverse effect on us. Relationships end badly. Employers scam you. 
Parents are absent or abusive. Friends disappoint. Lovers mislead. We are left in the lurch somehow, feeling we've been wronged by others. I got to tell you, if I had a nickel for everyone I felt has wronged me in my life, there would be a lot of nickels in my bank account. And I mean like not a cute amount. I mean like a lot. I have, I have felt or I have experienced in my life a lot of disappointment from a lot of other people. Sometimes that was because of my own um, misguided expectations and sometimes because people have genuinely hurt me. Uh, sometimes that's been intentional. And you know, when I say that my greatest strength is my greatest weakness, I am able to see the best in people. I am able to give people another shot over and over and over again because I really want to believe that people are doing the very best that they can. And, and usually people are doing the best. Um, and there have been other times, man, I have been so wildly disappointed because I've been so dramatically taken advantage of. Um, and that that leaves a bitter mark. That leaves a wound. But you know, if you think of, uh, if everything is energy, if yes, if you were given a nickel for every time somebody disappointed you or failed you and you were able to actually gather that energy as money and file it away, you're kind of winning because your energetic bank account is up and that's a great thing. It doesn't work like that though. The energy that we receive from somebody wronging us ends up creating a wound. And so instead of creating like a notch in our bank account, it creates a notch in our life experience. And that tends to be pretty painful. But when you hang on to that currency, the currency of pain and disappointment, uh, it does nothing good for you. And it actually just starts to weigh you down. When we feel that we've been wronged or hurt by someone, sometimes the tendency is to hang on to that hurt and that wound and stay in a victim state. We say things like, oh, this happened to me. Um, and when you feel like something has happened to you, it becomes a part of your narrative and it starts to define the story of who you are. Even when we consciously want to move on from that past, there is often a thread we cling to that reminds us where we came from, what we've been through and how it shaped us. And sometimes that creates a great level of comfort for us. When we start to define ourselves by the wounds of our past and by the story of our past, we get really attached to it. It becomes, you know, this real fabric of our lives that somebody's like, oh, hey, tell me about yourself. And you start to launch into all the ways in which you've been disappointed in your life and how that has brought you here. I am not discounting that all of that has brought you here. But when you allow yourself to hang on to the anger of it and the disappointment and the resentment of it, that does not propel you forward. That really does start to keep you in the past. When we, for, when we find forgiveness to be a challenge, it means that we are still hanging on to a past hurt, nursing an old wound and holding it close. And you'll know that you find forgiveness to be a challenge if when I even say the, the when I start to mention the concept of like, oh, today we're going to talk about forgiveness. If you start to feel that disgusting pit in your stomach, there is probably somebody that you are hanging on to in a really negative and unhealthy, toxic way that could use some forgiveness. And if that phrase, somebody in your life could use your forgiveness, starts to make you mad, whew, you are really in the right place. <laughs> For us to let go of that hurt and heal that wound 
it requires a shit ton of inner work, tons of introspection, detachment from outcomes. We've got to override the ego. We have to do a lot of growing up in a very short period of time in order to forgive. And quite frankly, to be honest, many, if not most people, choose not to do this work. It's messy. It's uncomfortable. It makes you confront things you don't necessarily want to confront. It makes you dig hella deep and take a good hard look inside you. You know those people. You know them very well. They carry a bitter resentment with them that you feel in their presence. You know, that dark little cloud that colors their perspective. Over time, that bitterness grows and can seep into other areas of their life. In short, these are not pleasant people to be around as they see the worst in everyone and everything and cling, they cling to their identity as a victim of some past wrongdoing. And it is not fun. And then there are the people, and maybe you're one of them, who choose to get very real with the inner work. The people who push through the messiness and discomfort and confront even the darkest of things that happened in their past. You know these people because they tend to have a lightness to them. They may have been through some hard things, but they accept that hardness for what it is, embrace how it has shaped them, and learn to carry on without bitterness or resentment towards a person or a situation. They tend to be a lot more pleasant to be with because they get it. They get that uh, you need to grow and move forward and that the risk in doing so is totally worth the reward. Sometimes when we're hanging on to those wounds from the past, it's like a, a, a protection mechanism. We feel like nobody else is going to hang on to them for us. In an or, and in order for us to feel seen and heard and have our experience or our past acknowledged, we have to hang on to the anger. We have to hang on to that um, to that incident or to that trauma or whatever it is. We have to hang on to it because we feel like if we let it go, who will, who will acknowledge that it happened? And that's a scary place to be. But in order, this is the paradox again, in order for us to fully heal from whatever it was that happened, and this could be something really insignificant. It might be something huge. It might be something totally insignificant, like somebody snubbed you at a restaurant that you weren't expecting. There's a whole spectrum of, of things we need to, to heal from. Uh, in order to fully heal and move forward, we have to let that shit go. We have to acknowledge that, yes, this person or experience did shape us, and yes, we learned a lot from it. And then we can take a big breath and say out loud that we forgive that person for their role in that experience and keep saying it and keep processing it until it's real for us. And sometimes that can feel scary. Sometimes what can feel even scarier is that we might have to forgive people who haven't even asked for our forgiveness. There is a Gandhi quote um, that says, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. And my, 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 that is completely true. Let's say that you are the strong one. Let's say that you are ready to get super real in the pursuit of setting yourself free from old pain that's, for, that's preventing you from moving forward. How do you actually go through the release process of forgiveness? 
Again, if this makes you uncomfortable at all, I bet you already know the person you're having the hardest time forgiving or that situation that you are struggling with to release. Typically, the person you forgive the least is the one who yields the most control over you, right? And the one to whom you have relinquished, even sub, even if it's subconsciously, uh, the one to whom you have relinquished most of your power. But you deserve far better than to, than to be attached to someone, even if they never know it, who treated you poorly before this very moment. So if that's like the Mac daddy of who you need to forgive, we're going to save that and come back to it by getting some practice and success by starting a little closer to home. Take a deep breath with me. Let's start by forgiving yourself. Uh-huh. Forgive yourself for whatever it is you did or even what you think you did. Man, that is an epic revolution of self-love and self-acceptance to forgive yourself, to let it go, and to move on. Whatever bad decision, error in judgment, whatever you did too much of or whatever you didn't do enough of, let's start by giving you permission to forgive yourself from that and release the control it undoubtedly has had over your life. This can be its own challenge, I know. But I also know you can do it. You can dig deep and let go whatever it is you've been holding on to. Know that whatever it is can almost always be undone. And even if it can't be undone, then it never has to be done again. Take what you learned from it and never repeat that, mis- that mistake again. If necessary, make the phone call, write the letter, say the genuine and authentically heart-centered apology that will assist in giving you permission to move yourself forward and forgive yourself. I promise you, you will be amazed at the power that lies in hearing or watching as someone forgives you. And this is where you get the first taste of forgiveness as a powerful drug. When I was a teenager, I can share with you that I did some stupid stuff. I was actually a really, really well-behaved kid and a really well-behaved teenager. Um, But I really rejected a few family members. Um, And that was a stupid decision to make. I was guided in that, in making that decision, yes, for a whole lot of wrong reasons, but ultimately it was I who made that decision. And, you know, fast forwarding, gosh, maybe 20 years later, I had this moment of awakening where I just realized those family members that I had rejected, those family members that I had shut out, that was wrong. I was wrong to do so. And I knew that I needed I knew that I owed them an apology, but I also knew that I needed, I needed to ask for their forgiveness. And it was really hard. It was really hard. That was one of the, that was one of the most difficult phone calls that I had ever made in my life at that point. Calling up those people and being like, listen, straight up truth is that I hurt you. I made a mistake. I feel ashamed of it. And I hope that you can forgive me. I hope that you can allow me back into your life. And resoundingly or overwhelmingly, the answer was, oh, my darling, I have been waiting for this phone call and it's just water under the bridge. It was like, I was instantly forgiven. I did not see that coming. I did not expect that. I didn't even know that I was like, I wasn't looking for it. But once I got it, it was like, wow, I think that's exactly what I was looking for. And it felt so good. And so when I say forgiveness is like a drug, that was my first taste. I had to forgive myself and then I had to 
really ask some people that I had hurt to forgive me. So next step, forgive somebody else. Not the person who really conjures up that pit of despair in your stomach, but practice forgiving someone who is not you and isn't the one who really hurt you. You could think of an ex-partner or former friend or employer, coworker, maybe that person in the restaurant who snubbed you. Um, forgive somebody you feel really tanked things for you for a while. And you know exactly who I'm talking about, don't you? In order to do so, think about every single good thing you got from that relationship or from that exchange. Write it down. Now add to it and keep adding to it. Write down every attribute from them that led to you to where you are now and frame it in the context of, damn, I am so lucky that I learned blank from blank. And if not for that, or if it hadn't have been for that, then I wouldn't have, you know, insert awesome thing that you have done now here. This is where the effects of the drug of forgiveness get really stronger. Because as you consciously take note of all that good stuff, just like a phoenix rising from the ashes of something that felt really awful at the time, you can suddenly embrace the experience, not as something or someone that jilted you, but as a proud notch on your belt, as something that moved you in a forward direction, something that had to happen to get you to this glorious place right now. You can do that for any number of people in your life. And honestly, start small. Like start with the person who cut you off on the highway today or the person who like, I don't know, gave you a dirty look at Starbucks, whatever it is. Start small and work your way up. And, and do, get into those. We've all had friendships that we did not expect to break up that broke up. We've all had family drama that we, <laughs> we didn't uh, enjoy going through, but we had to go through at the time. Um, you can think of your own laundry list of people that need to be forgiven for your own peace of mind. And as you start to forgive people and let go of it, notice the feeling of space it creates for you. Like notice yourself getting lighter as you let it go and you start to be able to move on. And then... We're ready for the big one. When you've forgiven yourself and you've forgiven that litany of test runs, and yes, this definitely might take weeks or months of work, um, then you're ready for that big forgiveness, the one that makes you feel sick just thinking about forgiving them. And this is about to be your best high of all, but you have to do the work first. It's the same process and the same changing of the thought pattern and context, but it's just going a little bit deeper as you go along. You must be tender with yourself as you do so. I cannot stress that enough. Be tender with yourself. Chances are that this big wound is deep, like childhood subconscious deep. When we're wounded in childhood and when we don't heal that wound, even as an adult, we start to revert to that child space when you scratch the surface of healing that wound. That means that you need to treat yourself with actual kid gloves. Speak to yourself as you would to a little one. Prepare to care for and pamper yourself with lovely things, experiences, words, food, as you work through this stuff because your heart is about to open and you need to be mindful of that. That is like some pretty real vulnerability that requires a great deal of strength and tenderness. This level of forgiveness will take some time, but write out the list of things that you learned. Write out the attributes that you developed from the experience. Write out the things that you didn't get when you needed them and how that shaped you to get here. And as you do so, let yourself feel all the things. 
rage, cry, weep, snuggle, repeat. Nobody is black and white. Nobody is all good or all bad. If you've watched any movie in your entire life, you will notice that is a very common theme, that we all are good and we all are bad. We both have those sides. Uh, We both have those sides. And it really is up to us which one we nourish. There's that um, Native American, I'm going to say, fable or tale about um, having, we each have two wolves inside of us and we have to choose which one we feed. And that's the one that wins ultimately. Everybody is like that. Everybody has good qualities and everybody has bad qualities. So even the person that you have wanted to throat punch for a decade, they still have good qualities. And if you teach yourself to focus on those qualities while maintaining those loving, healthy boundaries that you have set, you will free yourself because you will no longer feel the need to hang on to the ways in which they have hurt you. I would encourage you to start to look at the vision you want of yourself for yourself. Does that person need to be encumbered by the past or can she just be set free? Does that person need to be defined by someone else's choices and mistakes? Or can she be defined by her own choices? You get to make this decision and only you. It means that you alone get to decide how you feel about and react to anything that has happened to date and how you want to feel moving forward. This is not about forgetting the past. You don't have to forget it in order to forgive. It's not a choice you need to make between forgiving or forgetting. You are allowed to forgive while having it integrated. And that's the key word, integrated, as a healthy part of your experience to be able to have garnered all the lessons and um, all the lessons, all the experience and, and letting that transform you for good. This is emotional alchemy, taking something really dark and shitty and heavy and making something beautiful out of it, right? So no, it's not about forgetting the past. It's just accepting it as a healthy part of you that you never have to live through again. You owe nothing to that past and everything. You owe everything to yourself in this moment and to your future. I dare you to work through this. I dare you to try it and see how you feel. In all fairness, time, you're gonna, you're not going to like this, but it's true time really is the greatest healer. And if you go through the process of forgiveness and it quote unquote doesn't work, just start smaller and work your way back up. We are undoing sometimes decades worth of pain and that does take time to heal. And sometimes we don't need to heal it in a linear, like if A then B fashion. Sometimes we need to heal different parts of it at different parts of our life. And that's okay too. Whatever feels good for you is the right thing to do, right? Like anything, forgiveness is a process and it is one that for sure takes practice. We are not often encouraged to forgive. We are, gosh, like all of our pop culture stuff really does encourage us to hang on. And every song we listen to talks about like the pain of breakups in the past and movies really celebrate, you know, the ways in we were scarred, the ways in which we were scarred by the past. 
very, very seldom are we encouraged to integrate those experiences as healthy parts of our lives and move forward with them. So forgiving really can be considered a rebellious act. I promise you, you got to keep going until you get it right. And when you, when you get practice, when you teach yourself to be okay and comfortable with this badass act of letting go, you will find peace. You will find comfort. You will find a newfound level of calm in your life, which is what this is all about, transforming your experience and finding your own level of peace and, and comfort. So be brave, my darling. You can do hard things. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, if you have any questions or if you want to talk about this in a deeper level, specifically to you one-on-one, you just reach out to me um, on Instagram at Lise Wilcox or check out my site, leasewilcox.ca, and you can contact me there and we can get started with setting up an intro call for you and, you know, take one step closer in guiding you to experience like total emotional freedom and the peace that you so lovingly deserve. Mwah.